Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, welcome back to the show this week. We're going to be talking about your authority in Christ, all of what God has given to you through Jesus Christ and his complete work on the cross. I, I'm just really passionate about this week's uh, topic because I think that we, you know, we've been kind of, you know, the world and, you know, because this is a a faith-based podcast where we talk about things related to matters of faith and, and biblically speaking, I, I just feel grieved in my heart about people in, in the church who have, who've just really taken on the weight of the things in this world and they feel almost defeated. And again, I understand that, you know, we we have been through a lot. <laughs> the world has definitely changed. The landscape of the world definitely has changed. But, you know, we are victorious people. Jesus gave his life on the cross. He rose from the dead three days later and he lives victoriously. He conquered defeat. And so when we begin to understand that we don't have to live with a defeated mindset, but that we are already victorious. It just shifts so many things in our lives. And it is not God's heart for you, for me, or anyone in the body of Christ to live from a defeated mindset. I think that living as a as a victim or victorious it again, it is a mindset. It's something that we get to choose. We all go through things in this life. We all have to endure times of refining and different challenges in life. We go through different seasons of of just suffering and you know all of those different things. Because even though we we give our lives to Jesus and we make a decision to follow Him, we accept His gift of salvation. That doesn't exempt us from from a life of, you know, without challenges or difficulties or even seasons of refining and suffering. We, I mean, we see that in the Bible, men and women alike, all the way from Genesis through Revelation, they experience that people of faith, heroes of faith. And and so for people to try to convince us that you're going to give your heart to the Lord and you're going to have this great, amazing life and you're never going to ever uh, endure pain or suffering or refining or anything like that, it just simply is not biblically supported. So what do we do with that? How do we how do we reconcile those two things? I think that it's important to understand that first, our identity is not found in the things that we experience and the things that have happened to us, the things that we go through on this side of heaven. Our identity has been given to us through Jesus Christ and him alone. So when we think about our identity and then identifying with something, those are two separate things because your identity isn't in, like I just said, anything that you 
that you encounter or have to walk through or endure on this side of heaven. You can identify with those things, which is biblical. There's a passage of scripture. Oh, golly, I want to I want to say it's in 2 Corinthians. I can't remember exactly the address, but it it goes like this. And I'm paraphrasing that the things that we go through, they allow us to bring comfort to other people because we ourselves have have been comforted and encouraged. And, you know, our roots have gone deeper in our faith because Jesus met with us in our moment of need. So the very, the very comfort, the very peace, the very health the very freedom and all of those things that we ourselves have have received in our moment of need becomes the same type of comfort that we can extend to other people. And that is what it means to identify with something. So what we go through, you know, God doesn't waste anything. He The things that we go through in this life, it isn't that he allows those things into our life to trick us or to tease us or to be mean or you know, anything like that. But, it, you know, if we allow it in in the hands of God, Romans 8, 28 says that all things work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So God will always bring something good out of it. And oftentimes, one of the greatest things that come out of our season of challenge and difficulty and pain and suffering is that we are able to identify with someone else who is presently in a situation that we are familiar with because we ourselves have been there, but it is not our identity. So identity and identifying with something, those are two separate things and they each find their source in either a victim or a victorious mindset. You and I, we get to choose whether what happened to us defines us, confines us, or in the hands of God, refines us. Man, God has left us as powerful people. We get to choose. And, you know, I think that it's so easy to allow resentment or bitterness or even unresolved anger to really take a a, a root on the inside of us because we are upset over the things that we have had to go through or, you know, the things that have uh, shown up in our lives in some way in pain or suffering or difficulties. But we have to be, we have to be cautious of that. We have to be people that the book of Proverbs tells us to guard our hearts. We have to be people that, especially when we're in a season that is very difficult, to always um, present, be presenting our hearts before the Lord and asking him, God, God, if you see anything in my heart that even just a sliver uh, reflects any kind of any kind of resentment or anger towards you, or I just feel bitter towards you because you haven't changed the situation or you allowed this situation into my life. God, show me that so that I can repent of that and you can set me free from that because that is not God's heart for you. So when we talk about our authority in Christ, the position that we have been given, we first have to understand that Jesus has all authority. 
He has all rule. He has all power. It first begins with him. It ends with him. Everything that he did on the cross, we have to begin there. It has to begin with Jesus because you know what? (laughs) In and of myself, my name, Susan, there's not a whole lot of power and authority behind that to heal the sick or cast out demons. I have to first recognize and come underneath the name of Jesus. I want to turn your attention to the book of Acts, which is in the New Testament, chapter 3, verses 6 through 8. Uh, and we're kind of jumping into, into this story. So I want to give you just a little backdrop, just a 30-second backdrop, so that you're not lost as we dive into this passage of Scripture. But Peter, in his earthly ministry, came across this man that was lame and, and uh, you know, the, the man was asking for, for some help. And so here we see Peter responding to this man in Acts chapter 3, verses 6 through 8. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of authority and power of Jesus Christ begin now to walk and go on walking. Then he seized the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up. And at once his feet and ankles became strong and steady. And with a leap, he stood up and began to walk. And he went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Wow, this man's greatest need was spiritual. Yes, he, you know, he received a physical healing, but Peter could see beyond that and the greater spiritual need that this man had. Peter, recognizing this, said that he didn't have anything in the natural to offer him, but what he did have was Jesus. And so why is that important for us to understand? We have everything that we need to walk in the fullness of Jesus. His presence living on the inside of us, on the inside of you, on the inside of me. His spirit, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. He is your faith's complete authority. Jesus living on the inside of you. Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 and 11 reads, Therefore God exalted him, referring to Jesus, to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Again, it's not my name. It's not your name. It's not my strength or your strength, our power, our fancy prayers or anything like that. But his name, Jesus alive in me and the Jesus alive in you, his complete authority in us, Jesus, his name, the name to which every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he and he alone is Lord. Everything. Everything has to bow its knee to him. What does that mean? Well, as as it says, in heaven and on earth, under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge him. Every 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 knee has to bow, every tongue confess. That means every sickness, every disease has to bow to the name of Jesus. Every every demon, every every plot, every agenda, every weapon that is formed against you and I as believers in Christ has to bow its name to Jesus. Authority 
is more persuasive than mere power. For example, a manager needs authority to give direction, take corrective measures, etc., to be able to do their job effectively. Authority gives a person the power designated to them. Don't miss that. That's really important. Authority gives a person the authority that has been designated to them. Mark's Gospel chapter 3 and verse 15 tells us that Jesus gave power and authority to his disciples to preach the gospel and cast out demons. John chapter 14 verses 12 through 14 reads, and this is Jesus speaking, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. What is he saying here? Is he saying that you're going to do things that are more powerful than me? You're going to have more authority than me? No, no, no. That is not what Jesus is saying. That is not biblical. What he is saying is, I'm, I'm going to be here on the earth, my earthly ministry, as far as like the time that I'm going to be here on the earth is limited. I'm going to go, I'm going to be ascending to the Father and I'm going to sit and be seated next to him on the right hand side of God the Father, which he is. He is alive, which means our faith can be alive. He is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And so what he is saying is you as the body of Christ are going to do greater work than me in the scope. In other words, you're going to be able to do more because there's going to be more of you and you're going to be on the planet longer than than I am. And so you're going to have an extended reach. That is what he's saying. He is not saying that we are going to be able to somehow pull him down and make him equal with us, that we're going to, you know, somehow become little gods and, and little Jesuses. Uh, that is that is not what he is saying. That is not biblical. He, we cannot pull him down and make him equal with us. He rules and he reigns. It is his name that has all authority and all power. So what he is saying in this gospel of John chapter 14 is that we are going to have an extended reach. We're going to be able to go further because Jesus's earthly ministry is as far as it relates to time while he was on the earth was limited. So to continue in the work of Jesus and to ex express his will upon the earth, we must go beyond simply believing to acting on the authority that we have been given in Jesus. What do I mean by that? It's not enough for us to simply nod our heads in agreement that, yes, I believe that. Yes, I see that there's biblical support to that. And then that's it. We don't we don't do anything with it. We don't go any further with it. Man, that is that is really sad. If you think about that, when God has called us to activate our faith and and put actionable steps to what we are agreeing to, what we are aligning ourselves to in truth and saying, you know what, this is the time for me to take action. This is the time for me to step into the position that I have been given as a daughter of the king, as a child of God in the authority that has been given to me, not because I earned it, not because I'm good enough, not because I achieved it in some way, 
but because Jesus has given it to me. When you think about keys, like keys in the natural, keys don't open the door to your home if they stay in your pocket. So, you know, you're, you're the place that you live. So your home, your apartment, your town home, wherever it is that you live, you have keys that give you access to the front door of, of the place that you live, your home. So if you approach the front door of your home and you didn't pull out of your pocket the keys and put them in the lock, turn the lock, push the door open and step across the threshold of that front door uh, and, and step into your home, you're just going to be standing there on your front step looking at your door. You have to pull them out and, and access them. You you know, it's not enough for you to stand in front of your, your front door and, and agree, yes, I live here. Yep, I, I have access to this home. This home is mine. I have keys to it and not do anything about it. You can apply that. It's the same it, it's the same thing you can uh, draw out a a principle and apply it to your faith in this area of of having authority in Christ Jesus. If you if you don't access, if you don't pull out and put actionable steps to the authority that Jesus has given to you, you are essentially leaving the keys that God has given to you in your spiritual pocket when he is giving you access to this, this authority through Christ Jesus to step into the position in your identity in Christ. I want to share with you a few scripture verses that you can study on your own on the authority that has been given to you in Christ Jesus. Uh, I'll go through these as slow as I can so that you, maybe you can write them down or maybe you can hit rewind and, and, and catch them again. But the first one, this is not an exhaustive list, but it's a really great place to start. The first one is found in Matthew chapter 16, verses 15 through 19. Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 through 20. Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. Luke chapter 9 and verse 1. And in Luke chapter 10, verse 19. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18 and James chapter 4 and verse 7. Ladies, it's time for us to grab our swords and take our position as daughters of the of the King of Kings in this hour. And by sword, I'm talking about the word of God. That is the weapon that is in our hands. That is the sword of the spirit as part of the armor of God that we that we see we've been given in Ephesians chapter 6. And, and in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says that the word of God is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. That's the weapon in our hand. And it it's time for us to grab our sword, the, the word of God, the written word of God, the truth that we stand on, and take our position as daughters of the king in the authority that has been given to us. Eyes fully open and awake in this hour. Hearts fully aligned with God's and our faith activated. We have to begin seeing ourselves the way God does. We can't look at ourselves in the natural, because if, if that's how we're looking at 
and ourselves. That's the lens in which we're viewing ourselves through. Wow, that that is really sad, if I can just be honest with you, because God looks at us in the identity that he has given to us. We have to begin seeing ourselves seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 5 and 6, it reads, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Man, that is so, so powerful and so encouraging to you and I that God is the master at bringing dead things to life. He came to bring that which was dead to life. You and I who were who were dead in sin, you and I who were dead in our transgressions, you and I who were once dead in our trespasses. He has made us alive in Christ Jesus through through repentance and the salvation. Uh, wow, the forgiveness of sin. He has made us alive and he has seated us with him in heavenly places. Physically, we still live in the natural world, but God, by his great power and because of his immense love, mercy, and grace has raised you and I from our spiritually dead status to a new life in Christ. And we now sit in heavenly places. Come on, somebody. I hope that you are just feeling alive on the inside of you and excited and championed forward in all of the all of the things that Jesus has, has done for you and given you access to because of your union with Christ, you now reap the benefit of his position of divine authority. Man, come on somebody. I could run a lap around my house right now. That is so, so powerful. And so when we think about, you know, everything that we've been talking about in this week's episode, and we think about living as a victim or victorious, Wow, which one do you want to live? Which one do you want to live from? You know, a, a victim mindset, that that is not God's heart for you. You will not find that. You will not find a defeated mindset in any passage of scripture that is your identity in Christ. You are victorious. Jesus Christ has already won the victory. And because you are one in him, that means that you are victorious. Because he first is, that means that you can be victorious now. Because he first was, that means that you can be. And it is from that place of victory that you live. It's from a place of victory you pray. It's from a place of victory that you worship and serve the Lord. It is from a place of victory that you carry yourself. Man, that is so powerful. And again, it isn't that we that we don't have bad days. We all have have bad days. That is a part of being a human on the earth and, and, and understanding our humanity. We are not perfect people. We're going to have days where, where our, our community of like-minded people need to remind us of what is true and our position in Christ and remind us that we have the victory. I need people like that in my life and you need people like that in your life. I just needed that this week. And so I'm grateful that I have people in my life 
life that holds space for me that will that will speak life and speak truth and remind me of what of what is true in my identity in Christ and so that I'm not, I'm not trying to say that 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 you have to be perfect and you always have to have it together but what I am saying is we have to remember who we are in Christ and that we have been given the victory and we have been given everything that we need to live a victorious life. Jesus Christ living on the inside of you, his Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the Bible says, is living on the inside of you. Man, that is really uh, some really great and powerful news. You have been seated in heavenly places. Don't allow the enemy to unseat you from a place that Jesus has seated you in. Hear me. Hear me today. The devil will want to lie to you and try to tell you that it is over, that there is no hope for you. Your situation is hopeless. It's too far gone. It's too complicated. There is no way for God to ever redeem the time or or redeem what has been stolen from you. That is a lie. That is a lie. God is the way maker. He is the promise keeper. He is the miracle working God still today in 2023. And your situation, whatever it is that you might be going through, is it's not over. It's not over until God says that it's over. And because you still have a pulse, your heart is still beating. You still have blood pumping through your veins. Your story, your life is not over. Amen. And you have the victory. You have the victory. So don't allow, don't allow. You've been seated in heavenly places with Christ, invited to be seated at the table with him. Don't allow the enemy to unseat you from a place that has been given to you through Christ. As we sit in heavenly places while still living on the earth, You and I have been given access through Jesus to all of heaven's resources and spiritual blessings. Man, don't discount the power that you have been given in prayer to access heavenly resources, to access Jesus Christ. Man, and when you think about the power of prayer, listen, you are not a beggar. You are not a beggar. We don't have to try to beg God or try to convince him to to intervene, or we don't have to try to come up with fancy, well-thought-out prayers. No, no, no. Prayer is just having a conversation and inviting him into our lives and into our situation and declaring the promises and the faithfulness of God in our lives. The power of God that raised Jesus from the dead is available and working on your behalf as you walk in this world. You have been given the whole armor of God, not just bits and pieces, not just a piece of of, of an armor of, of the armor of God, but the entire arsenal of the armor of God is at your disposal to be able to stand against any weapon any spiritual forces, the darkness of this world, and stand firm in your faith. You've been given everything that you need, 
access to Jesus Christ, the authority that has been given to you through Jesus, seated in heavenly places, and the whole armor of God. Man, you have everything that you need to rise up with a sword in your hand, fully dressed in the armor of God, and take your position as a daughter of the King of Kings. Amen. Wow. I know that this message championed you forward. I believe that it awakened something on the inside of you. Let me ask you something. Who do you know? Who do you know in your sphere of influence that needs to hear this today? Who do you know that is maybe feeling a little discouraged today, a little disappointed, maybe a little disheartened? Who do you know that could use some some life today, some words uh, of truth and life and hope declared and decreed over them today? We need one another. Just like I mentioned earlier this week, I needed needed a a like-minded community that would remind me of what is true and my position in Christ. Who do you know today that needs to hear and would be encouraged by this week's episode? Do them a favor, love them well, and share this with them. Share this with them because we need one another. This world, <laughs> this world is really heavy right now, but you know what? God is still in control. God is seated on the throne. Nothing has changed from his vantage point, and we need to be reminded of that. Amen. All right, take care. Have a great rest of your week, and I will catch you back here next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars? and a review or even a comment, it not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.